This is the Italian Real Estate Podcast, here to help you with the ins and outs and basics of Italian real estate presented by ItalianRealEstateLawyers.com. Hello there and welcome to another edition of the Italian Real Estate Podcast presented by ItalianRealEstateLawyers.com. Of course, we are back here again with Italian attorney Marco Permunian. How are you doing today? Good, how are you? I'm doing great, thank you, and very glad to hear that you're doing all right. And today, we wanted to get into a topic that we've been wanting to talk about for actually a very long time now, um, and that is getting a mortgage in Italy. To approach this topic, it's a bit of a complicated topic, and there's a lot of nuances that uh, fit within various aspects of this. But Marco, let's just start off with the very first thing. In Italy, if you are wanting to get a mortgage, do you already have to be a resident? Do you have to be a citizen? Or can somebody from another country without even residing in Italy get a mortgage for a property in Italy? If somebody that is not a resident is interested in purchasing a property in Italy, it's possible as a non-resident to obtain a mortgage. Now, it might be slightly more difficult for a non-resident of Italy to obtain a mortgage for the reasons that we're going to talk about in this video. But by law, there are no residency requirements in terms of who can purchase a property in Italy. So Italian nationals or foreign nationals, Italian residents or non-Italian residents can purchase a property in Italy and obtain a mortgage. And so if somebody is wanting to go through and start uh, the, the process of applying for a mortgage, a mortgage in Italy, um, maybe there are probably some things that I would assume need to be kind of understood up front. And uh, how much of a deposit can uh, somebody get in Italy? Can it be 100% or is it only a portion of the, the total purchase price? How does that work? Of course, the situation changes depending on the time period. But right now, at this moment in time, it's quite unlikely for an Italian bank to grant a mortgage and just give the whole amount to the uh, person that is applying for the mortgage. Normally, it's more likely to get an amount that is between 50 and the 80% of the purchase price. So uh, the answer is it's gonna be quite uh, unlikely to get a mortgage without you actually paying anything out of your own pockets uh, to purchase the property. Very interesting. And if a person is able to get a mortgage in Italy over what sort of period of time are we looking at that they would be able to make these payments over? Once again, it depends on the bank, but I'd say the most frequent is a time period between five years and 30 years. Certain banks will grant a mortgage for uh, a higher number of years, for example, up to 40 years, but I would say that's not the norm. And when you're going to apply for this mortgage, what is it that they're looking at? Do they look at that you're making a certain amount of money or do they not give you over uh, a payment plan that's over a certain amount of what you're making? H how does that work? Of course, when you're requesting a mortgage, the bank is going to want to know in detail your financial situation. And the bank is normally not going to allow a mortgage installment that exceeds the 30% roughly of your total income, taking into account also uh, the fact that you might have other loans or mortgages that you have requested previously. So the total amount of all the mortgages and loans should not exceed, um, according to most banks, the 30% roughly of your income. And so I guess if we're talking about income, then maybe we should talk about 
active versus passive or if a person is retired, um, are they looking for people who are currently working or, for example, um, would a pensioner, uh, a retiree, would, uh, would someone in that uh, stage of life be able to get uh, a mortgage in Italy as well? The type of income is not really relevant, so it doesn't really matter if it's uh, passive income or earned income. However, for retired people, uh, generally speaking, if the person is older than 70 years old, um, either the mortgage will be for a low number of years or the bank will require a co-signer. And so if a person is able to get approved for the, the, um, the mortgage itself, is it more common in Italy that people move forward with a fixed rate or a variable rate? And what would that variable rate look like? And, or even the fixed rate, what would that look like currently? So, of course, once again, it depends on the time period. Right now, I'd say in Italy, it's slightly more popular the fixed rate. Uh, at the end of the day, it depends on, it, it's a personal choice. So it depends on whether somebody wants to carry the risk of the variable rate. Um, in some cases, it's possible to opt for a variable rate, uh, though with a cap. So that's an interesting option. And the fixed rate right now in Italy, it's quite advantageous. And we're talking about a rate that is between the 2.5% and the 3%. We've talked about kind of so far, like some of the, the things maybe um, so far that, uh, that the bank would, would take into consideration. But in the US, for example, you have a credit score. But I know that Italy doesn't have this. So what is it that they're looking at in place of a credit score to uh, really be able to judge if the person is able to take on this, uh, this debt? There is in Italy a central database that will basically show whether in the previous years, in the case you have had mortgages, you have paid uh, the installments. However, uh, when it's a foreign uh, borrower, it makes it more difficult for the bank to understand if the person will be able to, or if the person history is a good one or not. So they will analyze your financial situation in detail. And a lot of times we're asked, okay, but isn't it sufficient that I can put up the property itself as collateral. Well, in Italy, it's very difficult. It's a very difficult process for the bank to repossess the property in case you fail to pay the installments. It's a process that involves the court, so the tribunal, and then there will be an auction, and this process takes time. So in other countries, it's way easier for the bank to repossess the property, to sell the property, uh, in case you do not pay the uh, mortgage installments. But in Italy, it's a much more difficult property. That's why in Italy, the bank doesn't really look at the property itself that you're buying to decide whether or not to grant you a mortgage. But they look, and, and I'd say very in detail, uh, at your financial situation. So they will want to see what income you have, how much is your income, if your income is produced in Italy, if your income is produced abroad, they will want to see your tax returns. Normally, uh, two or three years of tax returns are sufficient. And of course, um, now banks are starting to um, allow foreign citizens residing abroad 
to get mortgages a little bit more easily, but uh, bearing in mind that it's going to be more difficult for an Italian bank to chase you if you're if you're abroad, if your income is abroad. So they're a little bit more careful with foreign residents, that especially foreign residents that do not have an income uh, or other assets in Italy. So the evaluation of the financial situation of a non-resident is always done much more carefully compared to the evaluation of the financial situation of an Italian resident or somebody that is an Italian citizen or somebody with an Italian income and Italian assets. During this whole analysis and approval process, is there only a singular approval process that you just directly go and apply for the mortgage? Or can you get a pre-approval to look and see what things would look like if you do actually move forward with the, uh, the mortgage itself? That's a very interesting question. So in Italy, the mortgage approval process is longer compared to other countries. It takes between 20 and 60 days, so a considerable amount of time. And if you have already identified a property and you're in the process of purchasing that property, that might delay the whole process. So waiting for the bank to hear back from the bank uh, for two months might delay the whole process and maybe it could be a deal breaker uh, for the sellers. So what you can do and what's very common in Italy to do even for Italian citizens is to get a pre-approval from the bank. So a pre-analysis of your financial situation where even before you have identified the property, you ask the bank whether they would approve a mortgage based on your financial situation. And actually, if they say yes, that's a commitment from the bank and if you do find a property then the bank is then obligated to grant the mortgage of course there's a specific time frame which is normally six months after you get the pre-approval and of course the property that you are going to buy needs to be a property within the budget that was uh, pre-approved by the bank but if you do find a property and you want to buy it then the bank is um, in most cases obligated to issue the mortgage. Mm -hmm. And I guess also another thing that would be really worthwhile to understand is, are mortgages in Italy common? I, I, we've spoken about in pre previous episodes that um, property ownership and, and having a solid base for your life is uh, maybe a bit more common in Italy than, than in the US or other places, uh, because people will stay in one location for a longer period of time, not moving around as much. But what I'm wondering is, do most Italians take on a mortgage or do they prefer to pay everything up front? Or how does that all work for the average Italian? So uh, the uh, purchasing a house is very common in Italy, as you just said. People tend to stay in one place their whole life. Uh, now the situation is changing a little bit. People are moving a little bit more than in the past, but it's still... I'd say more likely for an Italian to live their whole life in one place compared to maybe an American. So a lot of Italians, they buy their houses. And uh, it's also quite common and popular to apply for a mortgage. And right now, roughly one-fifth of the Italian population is uh, paying mortgage installments. But maybe to just get a little bit more into the process itself, uh, what are the documents that are actually required when you uh, are going to actually go for the approval for the mortgage? What do they look for specifically? 
So, of course, they're going to require your identification documents. If you are an Italian resident and a non-EU citizen, then you should also present your residency permit. Um, and then uh, your financial situation should be documented through uh, maybe your tax returns, pay slips, any documents that you can provide uh, from your home country if you are a foreign citizen, if your income is there, um, to help the bank understand your financial situation. Because like we said, the um, for the Italian bank, it's very difficult to liquidate the property itself that you're purchasing in case of failure uh, of paying the monthly installment so they will they will want as much documents as possible regarding your financial situation in italy or in your home country to determine whether they can um give you a mortgage and uh i guess also the the other factor is that if you are bringing in documents from another country will they accept documents that are in say for example english or spanish or portuguese or um, german will you have to get them translated or will they accept the documents as is so unfortunately in italy they do not accept any documents in other languages um, i know there are some countries where if you present a document in english it's it's okay for them they can read they can understand english uh, in italy although some people will understand english uh, it's absolutely not the norm to accept a document in English or in another language. So every single document should be translated into Italian. And not only that, the translations will have to be certified. And we've talked about um, the need to certify translations many times in this channel. There are several ways uh, you can get the translations certified through your local Italian consulate if you reside abroad, or you can use a certified translator in Italy, which will use an Italian court to certify the translations before the clerk of the court. Another way to certify translations is to use a certified translator in a foreign country, which will swear the translations are faithful and accurate before a public notary abroad, but then the signature of the public notary should be, uh, will have to be certified. Well, Marco, I think uh, we've covered a lot of ground here. And so I just want to say thank you so much for talking about this and for shedding light on this topic. Uh, but of course, if anybody is needing assistance with getting property or even to figure out how to go through and navigate the mortgage uh, market in Italy, how can they get in contact with you and your team? People can contact us through our website, italianrealestatelawyers.com or give us a call. Our number is on the website. Absolutely fantastic. Of course, uh, I know you guys also help people to be able to relocate to Italy as well. So I think that's worth mentioning quickly. But of course, if you're interested in more content about Italian real estate, purchasing property or renting, whatever it may be, or wherever in Italy that it may be, be sure that you're subscribed to the YouTube channel as well as the audio only podcast, the Italian real estate podcast. But of course, if you're subscribed to this YouTube channel, that will mean that you are also automatically subscribe to the Italian Citizenship Podcast, another uh, project that Marco and I collaborate on, where we talk about other aspects of legally being able to reside in Italy, because unfortunately, owning property in Italy isn't enough to justify the ability to stay in the country. But of course, also, if you're interested in more con content about life abroad, living abroad, living abroad as a dual citizen expat, be sure to come over to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Rafael Di Furia, or you can search for Not Your Average Globetrotter. You'll also be able to find the audio only podcast on your favorite podcasting platforms of choice. 
But of course, again, Mr. Marco Permunian, thank you so much for making yourself available for this episode of the Italian Real Estate Podcast presented by ItalianRealEstateLawyers.com. I'm Rafael Di Furia. Stay safe and healthy out there, and we will see you all next time. Later. Thank you.